Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm your host, Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading The Virgin Mary's Child. A poor woodcutter and his wife lived at the edge of a large forest, and their only child was a little girl who was three years old. They were so poor they could not have daily meals anymore and did not know how they would provide food for their daughter. One morning, the woodcutter, who was distressed by all this, went into the forest to work. As he began chopping wood, a tall, beautiful woman suddenly appeared before him. She was wearing a crown of shining stars on her head and said to him, I am the Virgin Mary, mother of the Christ child. Since you are poor and needy, bring me your child. I will take her with me and be her mother and look after her. The woodcutter obeyed her. He brought his child and gave her to the Virgin Mary, who took her up to heaven. Everything went well for the girl there. She ate cake and drank sweet milk. Her clothes were made of gold, and the little angels played with her. One day, when she turned fourteen, the Virgin Mary summoned her and said, Dear child, I intend to go on a long journey, and I want you to take care of the keys to the thirteen doors of the kingdom of heaven. You may open twelve of the doors and look at all the marvelous things inside, but I forbid you to open the thirteenth door that this little key unlocks. Be on your guard and don't open it. If you do, you'll be unhappy. The maiden promised to be obedient, and when the Virgin Mary had departed, she began to explore the rooms of the kingdom of heaven. Every day she opened a new room until she had unlocked twelve of them. In each one there was an apostle in dazzling light, and she was delighted by the glory and splendor, and the little angels who always accompanied her were delighted too. Now the forbidden door was the only one left, and she felt a great desire to know what was inside, and she said to the little angels, I won't open it all the way, and I won't go inside. I'll only unlock it so we can peek through the crack a little. Oh no, said the little angels, that would be a sin. The Virgin Mary's forbidden it, and something awful could happen to you. So the maiden said nothing more about this, but she could not still the urge in her heart. Her desire kept gnawing and pecking away at her, and gave her no peace. One day, when the angels had all gone out, she thought, Now I'm all alone and can take a peek. No one will know if I do. She looked for the key, and when she got it in her hand, she put it in the lock and turned it. Suddenly the door sprang open, and there she saw the Holy Trinity sitting in fire and splendor. She stood still for a moment and looked at everything in amazement. Then she touched the light just a little with her finger, and the finger turned golden. All at once she was overcome by a tremendous fear, and she slammed the door and ran away. The fear would not abate, no matter what she did, and her heart pounded constantly and could not be calmed. Moreover, the gold stayed on her finger and would not go away, even though she washed and rubbed it as much as she could. Soon after, the Virgin Mary returned from her journey. She summoned the maiden and asked her to return the keys of heaven to her. When the maiden handed her the bunch of keys, the virgin looked into her eyes and said, Didn't you also open the thirteenth door? No, she answered. Then the Virgin Mary put her hand on the maiden's heart and could feel it pounding and pounding. Now she knew the maiden had disobeyed her command and had opened the door. Once again she asked, You opened the door, didn't you? No, said the maiden for a second time. When the Virgin Mary glanced at the finger that had become golden from touching the heavenly fire, she knew the maiden had sinned. Didn't you? she asked for a third time. No, the maiden replied for the third time. 
Then the Virgin Mary said, You've disobeyed me, and you've even lied. You're no longer worthy enough to stay in heaven. The maiden sank then into a deep sleep, and when she awoke, she was lying on earth in the middle of a wilderness. She wanted to cry out, but she could not utter a sound. She jumped up and wanted to run away, but wherever she turned, she encountered thick hedges of thorns and could not make her way through them. She was imprisoned in this desolate spot and had to make an old hollow tree her dwelling place. When night came, she crawled inside and fell asleep. If it rained and there was stormy weather, she found shelter there. But it was a miserable life, and whenever she thought about how beautiful it had been in heaven and how the angels had played with her, she shed bitter tears. Roots and wild berries were her only food, and she went out looking for them as far as she could walk. In the fall, she gathered the nuts and leaves that fell to the ground and carried them into the hollow tree. The nuts were her food in the winter, and when the snow and ice came, she crawled into the leaves like a poor little animal so she would not freeze. Before long, her clothes became tattered, and one piece after the other fell off her body. As soon as the sun began to shine again, she went out and sat in front of the tree. Her long hair covered her on all sides like a cloak. She spent year after year like this, and felt the sorrow and misery of the world. One day, when the trees were fresh and green again, the king of the country came to hunt in the forest and began chasing a deer. When it fled into the bushes that surrounded the maiden's dwelling spot in the forest, he got off his horse, pulled the bushes apart, and cut a path for himself with his sword. When he finally got through, he saw a wonderful-looking maiden sitting under a tree, and her golden hair covered her down to her toes. He stood still and gazed at her full of amazement. Then he addressed her and said, "'Who are you? Why are you sitting in this desolate spot?' However, she did not answer, because she could not open her mouth. So the king continued to speak, "'Would you like to come to my castle with me?' She nodded her head just a little. Then the king took her in his arms, carried her to his horse, and rode home with her. When he reached the royal castle, he had her dressed in beautiful garments and gave her plenty of everything. Even though she could not speak, she was so sweet and beautiful that he fell in love with her, and it was not long before he married her. When about a year had passed, the queen gave birth to a son. Immediately following this, in the night as she lay alone in bed, the Virgin Mary appeared before her and said, If you'll tell me the truth and confess that you unlocked the forbidden door, I'll open your mouth and give you back the power of speech. If you persist in your sin and stubbornly deny it, I shall take your newborn baby away with me. The queen was given the power to answer, but she remained stubborn and said, No, I didn't open the forbidden door. So the Virgin Mary took the newborn baby out of her arms and disappeared with him. The next morning, when the child could not be found, a rumor began circulating among the people that the king was an ogress and had killed her child. She heard all this but could do nothing to deny it. However, the king refused to believe it because he loved her so much. After a year had passed, the queen gave birth to another son. Once more, the Virgin Mary came to her and said, If you'll confess that you open the forbidden door, I'll give you back your child and loosen your tongue. But if you persist in your sin and deny it, I'll take this newborn baby away with me, too. Once again, the queen said, No, I didn't open the forbidden door. So the Virgin Mary took the child out of her arms and went away with him to heaven. The next morning, when this baby had also vanished, the people said quite openly that the queen had devoured it, 
and the king's counselors demanded that she be executed. However, the king loved her so much that he would not believe it and ordered his counselors to stop talking about it on pain of death. The following year, the queen gave birth to a beautiful little daughter, and at night the Virgin Mary appeared before her for the third time and said, Follow me. She took her by the hand and led her to heaven, where she showed her how her two oldest children were laughing and playing with a globe of the earth. When the queen expressed her delight, the Virgin Mary asked, Hasn't your heart softened yet? If you'll confess that you opened the forbidden door, I'll give you back your two little sons. But the queen answered for a third time, No, I didn't open the forbidden door. Then the Virgin Mary let her sink down to earth again and took away her third child too. The next morning, when it became known, everyone cried out openly, The queen is an ogress. She must be sentenced to death. The king could no longer restrain his counselors, and the queen was brought to trial. Since she could not answer or defend herself, she was condemned to die at the stake. The wood was gathered, and when she was bound to the stake, and the fire began to burn all around her, the hard ice of her pride melted, and her heart was moved by repentance. If only I could confess before I die that I opened the door, she thought. Suddenly her voice came back, and she cried aloud, Yes, Mary, I did it. All at once rain poured from the sky and put out the flames. A light erupted above her, and the Virgin Mary descended with the two little sons at either side and the newborn daughter in her arms. She said to the queen kindly, Those who repent their sins and confess will be forgiven. Then she handed the queen her three children, loosened her tongue, and bestowed happiness on her for the rest of her life. The End the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other episodes, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments, or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. <laughs>